day, friends. Welcome to Thursday, December the 30th. And this is the sixth day of Christmas at Enough for Today. So Merry uh, Christmas. And I hope you're getting ready for a new year. This week we are doing kind of two things. We're starting our way through Psalm 33. And we're talking about New Year values. I'm trying to reset my heart and yours in terms of looking back on the new year, looking for, I'm sorry, looking back on the past year, looking forward to the new year, and setting our sails, setting our course in terms of values. How will we think coming into the new year? Well, Psalm 33 is our text, and we've worked through the first three verses, which is a call to worship, basically, a, an admonition, an exhortation. Hey, come together and praise, rejoice, live a life of celebration, sing, play skillfully, uh, lift up God, sing a new song to him. And beginning in verse 4, the psalmist, we don't know who this psalm is written by or what the circumstances were. It's just a general psalm of worship uh, that profiles kind of a life of worship. And so verse 4 starts to give us reasons why God is worthy of celebration and praise. And I guess big picture, I would simply say that in the new year, I want, and I hope you want, your life to be a life that magnifies God. That's why we exist. That's why he created us. That's why he redeemed us. It is the source of our greatest flourishing when we are on mission, on purpose, living for the glory of God, living to magnify him in all of our lives and in all of our assignments and in all of the circumstances into which he leads us. I don't know where my life will go in 2022. I don't know what circumstances will unfold around me, what will happen on planet earth, what will happen in my city and region. I don't know the works of God. I know this, that he is wonderful and his works are wonderful and his purposes are wonderful. And I know that my life was put on planet earth to cooperate with him. And so I want to align. I want to calibrate. Uh, last week I took Dana's car in to get tires and the guy said, you need a front end alignment. I said, go for it. Do it. We need that we need those new tires aligned. And so it is with my new year. I want to retread. I want to get, get freshened up. And I want to realign my life and my course with God's wisdom and God's purposes. And the verse we come to today in verse 4, 4 and 5, the word of the Lord is right. The word of the Lord is right. And all his works are done in truth. God will never lie to you. God is always working and operating in the realm of truth. And what he says is true and what he says is right. And so the truest life, the straightest life, uh, the most rewarding track to be on is not a track of fakery or pretense. It's not a track of pursuing what I want, my pleasures, my desires, my goals, my objectives, my identity. No. The truest life is to lay down my identity objectives, my pleasure objectives, my material goals and short-term ideals, ideals, and to look at the, at the Word of God, at the truth of God, and to align my life with what God says is right and what God says is true. He loves, verse 5, He loveth righteousness and judgment, and the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Uh, my friend, truth is laid out before us in the form of God's word. Like it's, it's a roadmap. It's like a treasure map. And to the degree that I align my, my life with his word, 
I'm aligning my life with his works that will be done in truth again this year as with every year. I'm aligning my life, verse 5, with his heart that loves righteousness and judgment. I will experience the unfolding of his right things in my life and his right judgment, his right um, courses and directions in my life. And I will look around me and experience an earth that is full of, in many respects, of the goodness of the Lord. You see, we might look at through one lens and see sin and wickedness and injustice, and it appears as though in the moment that these things are winning, uh, but in reality they are not. For the life that is aligned with God's word, with the works of God, with the purposes of God, it is a life that is partaking in the goodness of God, every good and every perfect gift, gift. and it's a life that's walking through this troubled world with a different view, uh, with a more true and with a more right and with a more full of goodness kind of world view. Uh, with that, I want to give you the next two values. We've been giving you values to align your life by. Uh, we're four in. We've got four to go, two today and two tomorrow. Let me read you the first four. First one was think God's glory over self-gratification. The second one Think becoming overdoing. The third one, think stewardship over ownership. I'm not an owner of anything. I'm really just a steward that will account to God for how I handled all of his resources and all of his gifts to me. So therefore, think investing over spending. Uh, if I spend my life this year, I'll have less of it next year. If I invest my life, I will have more of it by the end of this year. Investing is causative, intentional, and it's, it has to do with multiplying my life. So here we pick it up today with number five. Number five is think important over urgent. Now this is such a great value, and it so aligns with verse four, the word of the Lord is right. You know, the Bible never screamed and yelled for my attention any morning of my life. There was never a Bible, uh, you know, screaming and yelling for time. But there's never a morning of my life where God's word was not important. Okay, so important over urgent. Urgent is what screams for our attention. Uh, important is what is highly valuable in our lives. Dwight Eisenhower said it this way, the urgent is rarely important and the important is rarely urgent. The most important things in life are usually quiet. Important things don't usually demand your attention right now. They're not urgent, but if important things are ignored, life becomes abundantly urgent. I mean, you get inundated in urgency. The more you give yourself to that which is important, the less you will be ruled by that which is urgent. And urgency is a terrible tyrant. And so make a list of what are important things. And if you want to know where to start looking for those things, obviously the Word of God, look into the Word of God, but look at the quiet things, uh, the things that are not always demanding and pressing on you and screaming for attention, and you will find important things there. The next one, number six, think relationships over productivity. And that comes out of that urgent versus important model because productivity is urgent. It demands that something get done right now. 
But a relationship is usually quiet until it's falling apart and then it becomes urgent. People over process. Think relationships over productivity. God loves people, not tasks. He cares about your relationships, not your checklists. Checking off your lists makes you feel productive. Developing healthy relationships may not. But relationships are what matter most to Jesus. His top two commands are relational. Love God and love one another. More than anything else, he wants you to be reconciled to those you've hurt. He wants you to have healthy relationships. He wants you to forgive those that have hurt you. He wants you to love your spouse and nurture your children in fellowship with your church family and win others to Jesus by loving them intensely. He wants his people to be the most hospitable, the most charitable, the most gracious, the most merciful, the most patient, the most long-suffering people on the planet. My friend, uh, this is a huge value for your new year. Think relationships over productivity. I believe this. I could be getting everything on my checklist done, but if my relationships are not healthy, my new year will be a failure. So think people before you think productivity. Happy Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow.